Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Subject to Improvement podcast. This is the podcast where we explore the messy business of improving. And whether that's improving after we've had a setback, whether it's improving because we figured out that our reputation isn't as good as we want it to be, or whether it's improving because we are now in a brand new position and we have zero skills, this podcast will talk about the messiness that goes along with that. So today I want to talk about three things that I wish that I had truly internalized and believed several years back when I was making my way through what I would call a setback. And really these tips will apply across the board. It doesn't matter what kind of setback it is, but let's just say the setback is something small, like your boss is giving you shitty feedback and now you're not feeling very good about yourself. Or maybe the setback is something that's a little bit more major, like you've lost a job or you figured out that people are talking about you and you don't like that. These tips I'm hoping will help you get through that because they have definitely helped me. And in fact, through applying these tips and sort of subscribing to this wisdom, I have often been described by close friends and and people who know me really well as almost being like the comeback queen because I have been able to bounce back so quickly from professional setbacks that it's almost like I feel somewhat bulletproof to them. And that doesn't mean that it's easy. It's not easy. But what it does mean is that I'm not spending as much time in the depths of despair as I might have been before I started to internalize these concepts. So let me dig in. I'm going to offer these to you. And if you don't like these, maybe the fact that you don't like them will cause your brain to think about something that will feel really good to you and get you through whatever you're going through. So this will not be time wasted by any stretch of the imagination. Okay, let's dig in. So the first thing that I wish I had internalized, the first thing I would offer to you and tell you, my first tip for getting through this is that this too shall pass. Now, what I mean by that, I mean, obviously that's a saying that a lot of us know, but what I mean by that is that those feelings that you're feeling right now, whether you're feeling disappointed, whether you're feeling rejected, whether you're feeling deflated or defeated, or whether you're just feeling like a pile of shit, that feeling is not going to be permanent. It's not permanent. It's temporary. And sometimes when we're in the depths of despair, we can feel like it's going to last forever. And we feel like, oh my God, this is a life sentence. And I'm going to be just in this vortex or this glass case of emotion forever. And no, I am telling you that that is absolutely not the case. Now we can't speed up a natural healing timeline. And it might be one of those things where you, you know, it's actually, I've got this from, uh, oh my goodness, I'm totally blanking on the on the name of the show. It's uh, anyway, I got this from a TV show, so it's not mine. But one of the things that they say is that you know you'll get to a point where the bad thing that happened isn't the first thing you think about every morning. Maybe it'll become the second thing you think about every morning, or you'll get to a point where you might actually start feeling moments of joy in your day instead of having this constant knot in your stomach or lump in your throat. And so the the feeling better might be gradual, but it will come. So just remember that it will come. Okay. The next tip is, I would say this was really game changing for me, especially when I went through something several years ago where I was just really like that one took me down hard. And my therapist told me this and it brought me so much comfort. So now I want to share it with you. Those feelings, those painful, shitty, despairing feelings 
the fact you're having them means you're healing. You have to feel them in order to move on and in order to heal. And the way I think about this is almost like if you have a can, like it's like having a cancer, a cancer that needs to be surgically removed. If you leave it there, it's like a ticking time bomb, right? It's going to spread. It's going to cause problems. It's got it. Like we've got to take it out. We have to do something about it. And it's almost like that with the pain that's associated with the setback or the ego ding that's associated with the setback. We have to do something about it. We have to let it out. We can't just bottle it up inside. We have to process it in a way that's healthy and in a way that feels authentic to us. And just as the case with the cancer, the processing is not going to be helpful. Or sorry, sorry, I shouldn't say it's not going to be helpful. That's totally not what I meant. The processing is not going to be painless is what I wanted to say. It's definitely going to be helpful. Don't worry about that. But if you have a cancer that has to come out, you have to go through a surgery sometimes, I'm guessing, to get it out. And the surgery is going to come with pain of its own, right? And sometimes it's going to hurt more than it's already hurting you because you're cutting into your body and you're removing the cancer. And it's similar when you're processing, you know, hurt emotions or when you're processing something that's happened and you're trying to kind of get over it. You're trying to learn from it. You're trying to take what you can from it. Sometimes that means that you're going to feel a little bit more pain before you feel better. And that's not a bad thing. And I really, like, I remember when I was told this, that like, you know, the fact that I was, I was feeling like shit in that moment was actually a good thing because it meant I was on my way to healing. That brought me so much comfort. And similarly, you know, I would, I would get to the point where I would have like relatively good days, but then the situation would come back and haunt me in my dreams. And then I'd get upset because I'd be like, what the fuck, man? Like, it's almost like my dreams like are assaulting me. And again, what my brilliant therapist said was that's your brain processing. And so it's not a bad thing. It's not like a red flag. It's not stranger danger. Like it's none of that. It's just your body's way of helping you heal. So the pain you're feeling right now is temporary and it also is helping you heal. And that reframe brought me so much comfort. So I hope it helps you too. Okay. The very last thing I would love to offer you in case it helps you and hopefully you can internalize this and it will help you as much as it's helped me is you are not doomed. That's really important. You are not doomed. You are not tainted by this situation, you know, forever. This is a temporary problem. And it doesn't mean that you're going to be walking around, you know, as damaged goods for the rest of your life. And so actually what I would say is that we can decide, and now obviously this depends on the situation, but you can decide in a lot of cases that the setback, the rejection, you know, the job loss, the relationship loss can be actually the best thing that ever happened to you in a lot of cases. And, and I'm not saying this happens all the time. Like sometimes terrible things happen and they're genuinely terrible. But sometimes the terrible things are actually, you know, blessings in disguise, right? They're blessings in costumes. And so sometimes when appropriate, when it feels right, we can decide that this thing that happened is the best thing that ever happened to us. And a question I love to ask clients just to get them in that headspace is, Let's pretend we're looking back on this six months from now and really good things have happened in the past six months. And you look back on this situation and you say to yourself, I'm so happy that situation happened. I hated it at the time. Healing sucked. Like it hurt. It was messy. I didn't like it. Like it wasn't fun, but I'm so glad that terrible thing happened to me because it opened the door to blank, fill in the blank. Because you would be shocked. And, and I can tell you, you know, I would say, gosh, almost six years ago now, 
I went through a breakup and this is not like a shit on the guy story. And it's certainly not a woe is me story. But at the time, like in the moment I felt awful. Like I felt like I was damaged because I had a lot of shame about being single at 31. Like that, that shame is real. And I sort of, you know, I read Anne of Green Gables as a kid. And so they talked about old maids and I was like, Oh God, I'm going to be an old maid. And no one's going to want to date me. And, and it just felt like the end of the world. And I remember one, you know, the morning after it happened, I walked into the office and somebody said to me, this is the best thing that ever happened to you. And she was so adamant that it was the best thing that ever happened to me that in the moment I was like, yeah. And then next thing I knew, even though I was like, I internalized that, even though it hurt, like I was really, you know, I struggled. I had to you know, it wasn't just the loss of the relationship for me. It was confronting my worst fear, it, you know, in that moment, like air quote, worst fear of being alone. Like I hadn't really, I'd spent so much time searching for that partner to make me feel whole that here I was confronting this, this situation where I was by myself. And that I think more so than with all, like the, I, I don't, like I didn't date an asshole. Like, you know, obviously I was sad to lose that relationship, but I think more than that, I was, I was really reckoning with this concept of being by myself. And that's what it was really about. That's what the pain was really about that, you know, it was a combination of lots of things. But once I realized that that was the best thing that ever happened to me, all of a sudden I was able to make choices and decisions, which actually propelled me to a much better situation, a situation that was a better fit for me. And I'm not saying like, I'm not making promises that this will happen for everybody, but I ended up meeting my now husband three months after the breakup. And it was, it felt, and I can tell you, you know, it just felt like one of those things where um, he and I were meant to find each other. It was, it was magical. It was wonderful. And I can tell you that I had that experience of looking back on that situation six months later and being really grateful that, you know, that it happened, being really grateful. You know, I was grateful for my ex-boyfriend who had also moved on. And it seemed like we were both, just really, really happy. And that wouldn't have been possible if that breakup didn't happen. And frankly, it wouldn't have been possible if I hadn't confronted that fear of being by myself. And if I hadn't decided that that actually sure was going to be the best thing that ever happened to me. So that can be super, super powerful. Now, if you are in a situation where you're like, all right, Susanna, I, I accept this, but doesn't apply to me. I really want to encourage you to book a free call with me because chances are it does apply to you. And if it doesn't, then we can work together to find a feeling or thought or an approach to the situation that will work for you. So I would say, you know what, come hang out with me and challenge me. Like I challenge you to challenge me that none of these things are helpful. Like let's talk it out. Like let's have a raw conversation and let's see how we can make this if not the best thing that ever happened to you, not as shitty as it feels. So until next time, I'm Susanna Margison. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this podcast, and I will talk to you soon.